Welcome to another episode of That's Some Crazy Shit with Kelly and James. My name is Kelly and my co-host, as always, is Mr. James. Welcome. How are you, my friend and co-host? I am fantastic. We are at season four, episode one. And James, we have hit a major milestone we have been doing our little podcast for exactly one year. Happy anniversary, my friend. Happy anniversary. We are one year old. And that's cool because, you know, remember the time that we were looking at podcasts and how many podcasts are out there? There's thousands of podcasts, right? <laughs> yeah, there are. <laughs> but then when we were looking at how many make it the first year, a lot yeah. of them drop off thousands of them drop off it wasn't like 70 percent yeah 70 like don't even make it for the first year so we made it and we broke our year up into into four quarters or four seasons and so i think that's cool because this is season four episode one yeah right on and i'm excited uh did you think we would make it a year You know what? I really didn't know. I didn't really know what to expect. I didn't really have any expectations because I had never done a podcast before. So, you know, it was a lot of work. I will say it was more work than I thought it was, but it wasn't hard. There was a lot. It was involved. For me, it was involved. There was a lot of learning to do, um, but it wasn't difficult. It was, um, but I could say it was time consuming, but it was fun. I learned a lot. And I like how we evolved from just me and you. Not that we don't have riveting conversations because we, we do. We do. But then we evolved into all of these fantastic and wonderful guests who bring like a whole nother vibe to our little podcast. Yeah, it's nice. And it's funny because when we started, I didn't think I was would be starting a spiritual journey. And I find myself now a year down the road, I think more spiritual than I have ever been. Just from all the guests. So that in itself is some crazy shit. And it's funny because we didn't start out saying we're going to have this spiritual journey and have this podcast. No. You know, we were really leaning toward heavily toward the paranormal in the beginning not that we still don't lean there because that's some crazy shit but it's kind of evolved into a bunch of other i think we've broadened our horizons on what is crazy shit yeah we have i mean it's funny because you know i think people who tune in who don't know us as well think all we do is paranormal but you know like you said there's crazy shit and everything i mean we talked about medicine that's crazy shit acupuncture that's crazy shit you know yeah. i mean if you really want to get into you know the movies and comic books and all that stuff it's crazy there's crazy stuff all out there just day to day life yeah just crazy. life is crazy <laughs> shit. so but we've come a long way and so we decided to treat ourselves for our anniversary and uh take a road trip and uh we went down to sedona as we are uh, on our little spiritual journey Sedona is like the spiritual Mecca, right? right? One of the places where they say they have vortexes and UFOs, yeah, ley lines, UFO sightings and all types of crazy shit going on in Sedona. And I had always wanted to go. So we went. It was very, very cool. And we went 
Go ahead. What was cool too is, you know, earlier in our podcasting, we had spoken to the Psychic Avengers who actually invited us down there. And that was the reason we went. And then Sedona kind of rolled itself into it. So I think, I think it's funny how, you know, just because you start on one path doesn't mean it's not always, it's always going to lead to that one destination. Does that make sense? Yeah, very true. And for those of you who don't know who the Psychic Avengers are, the Psychic Avengers are um, free spirit coaching and psychological services. Dr. Tracy and Pasquale and other practitioners. And she's got this beautiful clinic in Cave Creek, Arizona, and it's all outside and it's, the grounds are beautiful and it's a it's a great place for healing. Sure, and yes. uh, we did some wonderful stuff with them. We got to meet them in person and um, really, you know, take a dive into some spiritual stuff. We had some, it was some crazy shit. It was crazy. It was. And it's funny because, you know, it really helped me learn more about myself and it helped me admit things to myself that I didn't want to admit. Yeah. Which is good. It was cool. So when we were down there, we recorded. So the podcast is pre-recorded, pre-recorded because we recorded this when we were in Sedona, but we decided that that was going to be our anniversary uh, uh, intro to season four um i thought it was one of our um i thought they were fantastic guests i loved having them and i like them because they are they are genuinely nice people yeah i mean you could you could oh they're nice you know but seriously they are genuinely nice they offered everything to us you know out of the goodness of their hearts to share and that's much appreciated and they kept saying that that's what healers do right 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 so they are true healers so i think we should just get right to it all right, let's do it. Bring All them right. on. Bring them on. So welcome to our anniversary episode, Free Spirit Coaching and Psychological Services, Dr. Tracy and Pasquale. All right. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in again to That's Some Crazy Shit with Kelly and James. Uh, we have another special treat for you. We have a couple guests. We came down to Phoenix, and we are going to talk to Pasquale and Tracy. Uh, they were guests of ours earlier in our, what, podcast career? <laughs> yes, in our, in our illustrious podcast career. Okay. And they were kind enough to invite us down to their facility and give us a tour, and we just had a reeky energy healing reiki Reiki. Reiki. i'm gonna have to work on that one so and it was incredible you guys and we're going to talk about some of the things that happened uh ask some questions and hopefully shed some light on what's going on so what do you think Cal? yeah we're also going to talk about the difference between you know knowing the difference between your ego and your intuition which sometimes i think i know i personally get confused with what what is talking in my head so it will be great. So Tracy, as well, thank you guys so much for being with us again today. I'm excited, but let's just get right to it. So I don't know what you guys want to cover first. What do you guys want to cover first? I'll let you guys decide. Let's talk about the Reiki session and what you guys experienced. Yeah, James, that was crazy. So tell us first what Reiki is. Sure. So Reiki is a tradition 
um, that is taught from master to apprentice. And through that tradition, you learn um, symbols that help you transmit energy to promote healing. It was cool. So me and James both had a Reiki session. I've never had one before. Was that your first one, James? That was my first one. It was actually, he does a crystal Reiki healing, which is a little bit more powerful than just standard Reiki. Yeah, so I actually add crystals into the Reiki session to help the healing continue even after the energy flows. The crystals help continue flowing with that energy to allow the energy to continue to heal and promote self-healing. Excellent. It was cool. So it was you want to cool. share your experience, James? Yeah, I thought it was interesting. Um, when I was laying there, I felt my back get really hot. And I really felt a connection to the ground, which I thought was interesting for me. And then um, I kept getting a tickle in my throat. And so right away, I'm thinking throat chakra because that's, you know, what we're talking about. And I thought it was interesting. I was telling Tracy, I have I have very poor sinuses and I can't breathe through my nose. That entire session, I was breathing through my nose. And that sounds funny because people are like, so what, James? But that is a big thing for me. How That's long amazing. was the session? One hour. Oh my gosh. So for an hour, you you were breathing through your nose. And still. Still I, I, I know my mouth's hanging open because I'm just so <laughs> I'm like amazed. And like, still yeah. breathing through your nose. It, it, and it's a trip because it really is, you know, because that's something I don't do. See, my back didn't get hot, my feet did. I got when I put my feet there. flat on the ground, because I have a bad back, so I had to lift my, my legs up. But when I had my feet flat on the ground, they got hot. I had to keep moving them, right? Because I could feel the energy. And then I was like, I would be here and then I would be gone. And then I'd come back all of a sudden. It was weird. I kept, I was like in and out of consciousness, I guess, because I wasn't asleep. At no point in time did I ever fall asleep, but there are points in time where I don't believe I was necessarily in this room. Does that make sense? No, it does. It was weird. It does to us. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard it we're before. Like, <laughs> we're like nodding, we're like, yeah. And then as we got on, it got, it got, softer and not as intense it was more inviting cool and i thought that was interesting because that's just the nerd in me i'm sorry james you're on your way <laughs> i hope so man. You're on your way but no they, it was really cool i would recommend if anybody is even thinking about having a reiki session done um it's then the thing interesting with me is pascal's like what's going on with your leg Right. And I'm like, well, which one? Because, you know, I've got a full-on uh, Achilles tear in the left, Achilles, and then I have a meniscus tear in my right knee, and he picked up on both of those injuries, right? And, like, I could feel the energy going through my body. It felt like electricity. It was it was really cool. So thank you so much for that. Ooh, and that's actually right after is when you started moving your legs around. It almost looked like you had like restless legs. Yeah, because I could feel it. I was like, God, I gotta yeah. move. I always uh -huh. wanted like to get you up. did, like you moved a lot. I did. Yeah. I wanted to literally <laughs> get up. And I'm like, oh I'm a, I'm a closer to get the winger because I wanted to get up. My legs just wanted to move crazy, but it was cool. Well, that's what we're about, though. We're, yeah, about, the we're about the crazy. And, <laughs> and what I like, though, you know, after Pascal talked to me about was when I was talking, then Tracy, then you kind of helped explain it to me in a way that I could understand it. So I like the way 
you guys work in conjunction. Yeah. You know, and that, and it's interesting because, you know, a lot of mainstream, like quote unquote, medical people don't, I don't think, put enough belief in this stuff. Yeah, I agree. That's, I mean, that's, uh, you know, well, the good thing is, is right now, I think spirituality and just holistic healing and things like this, um, and just non traditional. Uh, treatments are becoming more and more popular and they're also becoming more science-based there's actually a lot of research scientific research being done now on reiki and the scientific community um there is no debate that exists that it you know that energy does not exist they all agree that it does exist they just call it like different things so like in eastern medicine they call it like our aura and then um, here they'll call it um, a biofield. You know what I mean? It's kind of like the difference between some people will say prayer and then some people will say like intention setting or meditation or something like that. It's kind of like just what you choose to call it, but we do a lot of it naturally anyway. Um, we just kind of call it different things and it feels like like all, all the different Eastern, Western medicine and, and all these providers are kind of like melding together and making it like make sense for everybody. So it's exciting. It is exciting. I think it's cool because for a long time, I remember years ago um, and they're saying acupuncture, yeah. chiropractic were quacks, yes. right? Yeah. And now it's acupuncture is offered in doctor's offices, you know, because how else that's a great way to treat pain. And it has been, but we're just now catching on, right? And both are now covered by insurance and things like that too, which that tells you that it's now a valid scientifically based, you know, evidence-based treatment. Yeah. And I think like Reiki and these other types of treatments are are on their way to do the same thing. The interesting thing is is if you you follow the Dalai Lama on Instagram, you'll see that from time to time, he is going to scientific facilities where they're doing MRIs on him, just measuring his energy. And you can see the correlation between how he feels and what he does, meditation, and those MRIs, and how they're all just kind of showing that this holistic side, this spirituality is real. It's really flowing, it's really happening. Yeah, I would agree. And some people won't believe it until they get science behind it even though right. totally the right. results are happening right you know they won't believe it unless there's science behind it so that's i like to see that you know that science is getting is catching up I right think, with exactly. all this stuff. so since we're talking about science let's dive in to the ego and your intuition and the science behind that because you know for a long time and i hear it everywhere you know people have different ways of saying it listen to your gut right um, you know, trust your instincts, but it's all the same thing, basically, your intuition. It's things that we've been told, I think, all of our lives, but really never knew what it meant, yeah. right? So like, you know, listen to your gut. I, you know, I get gut feelings about things and you're like, no, I'm not gonna go there. Or I'm not gonna turn this way. Or I'm not gonna go that way. It's just a feeling that you get. But how do you know when that's your intuition? How do you know when it's not your ego? And first of all, what's the difference? I think it's a great question. It's the million dollar question. To me, the easiest way to explain it for me is is that ego is that primal force that keeps us wanting to be like looking for survival, right? It's that it's that mental like human side of us that 
keeps us going to be safe kind of putting us in a box saying you're going to be safe here you're going to survive here you'll be able to live here right whereas your intuition is that higher side it's that spiritual side it's that spark that kind of drives us and guides us through life and i think when you're looking at the two the best way to understand it is is that we are all spiritual beings living a human life right our goal our job right is to live and be human with that spiritual spark right it's kind of like a, a little bit of a joke because when you look at it you're born knowing and as you grow as you age and get older you forget and you start to forget a little bit more and your ego takes more solid hold right how many people see kids kids playing with their imagination there's always this energy of like excitement love imagination they're always seeing things right but as they start to get older that ego starts to take hold of them and reminding them that they're human right and so really our job is to find that balance right we don't necessarily want to be completely on the ego side and we don't necessarily want to be on the intuition side we really want to find that balance because that intuition is what's guiding us through life it's allowing us to live that meaningful life it's allowing us to really connect with what we should be doing so when your intuition somebody told me that your intuition will never talk bad to you right your intuition will never put you down i guess where maybe your ego's like oh you're so dumb or oh you're too fat or oh whatever but somebody told me your intuition will never do that is that true and one of the biggest things is the intuition will always come from a positive place it comes from a place of love you know the ego comes from it it is uh from a more negative place it comes more from our mind and we you know it's kind of like that battle between our mind and our heart and it's going to be judgmental it believes in um competition and that we have to like fight for survive and its whole mission is to survive whereas our intuition is solid it knows that there is abundance and enough for us all and our intuition already knows the plan so it's safe and secure in exactly where we are and so that's why a lot of times you'll find that people um it's kind of like maybe if you have some sort of uh, irrational fear or anxiety and it's like in your mind you know well, this is so I, i'm not in danger there's no reason for me to be scared of this but yet our body is responding as if we're in danger you know that fight or flight is that adrenaline's pumping through our body and it puts us in conflict with each other that's a, a great example of the ego and the intuition um, battling kind of like well, the ego battles, the intuition doesn't. <laughs> it surrenders. And so like, right. I, I think that Tracy described it perfectly, right? And I agree completely. Intuition is always light, it's simple, it's quiet. It doesn't need to fight because it knows it's right, right? Your ego, it doesn't. It just knows to survive, right? It's that survival instinct. It's that instinct of, If you go back to like when we were in tribes and in cave, like we were cavemen, right? Like we were surviving, we were together, we were trying to protect each other. That's ego, right? Intuition is the thing that told us, oh, let's make a wheel. Let's rub some sticks together. That's going to make a fire and keep us warm. 
right? And so you can see like throughout life that these two elements, they work in harmony, but your intuition's always soft. It doesn't ever, it's always like one word, simple, easy, you know? It's usually the first thought that comes in your head and then the, and then their ego kind of jumps in. So it's, and uh, talks us either, you know, talks us out of it or tells us we can't do it or, you know, has this kind of like judgmental tone, right? Every reason why we shouldn't do that or should do that. And that's why if you think about like when you were in school, the teachers would always tell you, go with your first instinct, right? right? So that's the intuition. And then we, and then we come and then our ego second guesses us and judges us and questions us and things like that. I also think of like our ego as like uh, an attorney trying to present all of this evidence to prove his case, you know, and the intuition feels no need to do that because they the intuition knows the truth. So it's kind of like, you know, the loudest person in the room thinks they're the smartest, <laughs> right? We all have like a fam- we all have like an uncle, like, you know, like a family member like that, right? And, Is that you know, real? <laughs> but, the, but the people that are like truly, you know, confident within themselves and know they don't have to like overcompensate and show that off or prove other people wrong to prove that they're smart. That's the intuition. That's the quiet one that just sits and they wait to be asked. You know, so how do you tap into your intuition? How do you how do you do that? Do you just sit quietly and wait? Do you ask yourself questions? If somebody says, "Okay, I'm, I'm, I want to use my intuition. I want to tune in or use it. How do I how do I go about doing that?" So for me, the number one way, and, and realistically, the strongest way quiet your ego and to open your intuition is to meditate. You have to quiet your mind. You have to release all the energy, right? The reality is, is that each of us, everyone on the planet, every being, every animal, every anything that's alive has energy flowing through it, right? Whenever you have a connection or you walk by someone, you're sharing that energy. We're carrying it, right? The objective is, is if you want to get that ego a little bit more quiet, you got to start releasing things. You got to start letting go, right? You need to let go of that, like that, that sense of safety. You need to let go and just trust. And being in the meditative state really allows us to just get to a place where we can just trust and open. And at first, I'll tell you that first, when you're first trying to connect with that intuition, it's really quiet. It's really, really subtle, right? But every day that you do it, it gets a little louder. It speaks a little bit more, right? And the easiest way to really understand it is, is your intuition's a muscle. If you go to the gym, who goes to the gym and starts lifting 250 pounds? Not gonna happen, right? You gotta start small. I'll start at two and a half pounds and just, go slow, and then maybe in a month I'll go up five, you know? And and so that's really what it is to open your intuition. You have to start training it and welcoming it into your life. And the way to do it is you gotta quiet first and then slowly start letting it come through. 
So let me jump, if I can jump in on the, on the meditation thing. I know that there's so many people that as soon as somebody says meditation, there's eye rolling, there's like, oh God, you know, let's see. <laughs> so um, there's a lot of ways to do meditation too. Let me put that out there. But the, the reality is that we're not taught to sit still, right? And whenever we feel something uncomfortable, we, you know, we're told, oh, don't feel that. That's inappropriate. You're not supposed to, you know, don't cry. Don't be angry. Your You're, hands on. you know, yeah. Like just suck it up, deal with it. Go, you know, go to your room and cry, you know, don't, you know, whatever it might be. So um, that's one thing is we need to learn to, that it's okay to feel what we feel. And we need to like gain the tolerance to be able to sit with what we feel without trying to escape it. Cause that's the only way to really tap into it. And then one of the, and then to piggyback on him, then one of the best ways to do that is through meditation. And then when we say meditation, there's so many ways to meditate. You do not have to sit there like, you know, in complete silence, like the Dalai Lama, you know, and, and try to meditate for an hour. You can, I meditate when I'm running. You know, I meditate when I'm, I'll just sit outside and watch the sunset and I'm tuning in, I'm tuning into the universe. I'm, I'm focusing, I'm just sitting with no intention. I'm letting go and I'm letting in. And that's, that's the key. You can do guided meditation. In fact, I know Pasquale isn't such a big fan of guided meditation, but I find that especially with anxiety, people, you know, it's, you tell somebody try to sit and without a thought in your head and they're like, okay, well, that's impossible with anxiety. So I tell them, try to do it with the, with guided meditation first, and then eventually lead your way into the, the silent meditation. Do you want to? I, I just, I'm going to jump yeah. in with that because I agree with Tracy. When you hear the word meditation, the first thing you think is, I'm not going to sit that's way too long for me, you know, and, and I was there um, and I, I've actually taken a journey of several different modes of meditation throughout my life just to find what fit for me. I think the truth is meditation isn't about sitting and crossing your legs with incense. It's about letting go. And some of us let go by running. Some of us let go by hiking. Some of us let go just by sitting and watching a sunset. Some of us let, just let go by laying down on a couch listening to music right those are all forms of meditation i'll tell you some of my best meditations happen when i'm washing dishes it's washing dishes and i'm in the flow and i'm releasing and i'm letting things go and things start popping in my head and i start to recognize oh you're talking okay keep going I'll the shower is a good place for meditation shower is the number one place yeah. most people get so much info in the shower you're just sitting there. Yeah, and it'll just come to you. Ideas just come to you in the shower. And water's a natural conductor. And so it's just, it's an easy place to, to release and let go. The best. I it's always say that, shower cries. It's just, it's a way to let go, right? That's the key when one tap into intuition is, you have to let go. And that and that's interesting you say that, Ms. Crow, because you're, when you said that you have to quiet your mind, it's very hard for me to quiet my mind. It really is. Well, we're not taught to. At all. Yeah. That's. And then it's funny, you, you know, I have a lot of anxiety. And when you said that, it just, it just triggered like, well, that makes sense. Yeah. And so I like to hear this because I'm one of those very rigid people. 
you, you meditate for an hour. You need to sit in the lotus position, you know? And so it's right. nice to hear people say that you don't have to do that, you know? And, and so that speaks to me because I, I need to break out of that what such I, rigid thinking. One of, what I love most about spirituality too is there are no rules. There's theories. And each of us has to independently decide what we choose to believe, what we want to believe and how we bring that into our life. And it looks different for every single person. And to me, like that's such a freeing, beautiful thing, you know? And so I like what you're saying, there are no rules. You figure out how to make it work for you and don't get trapped in the all or nothing thinking. Cause that's what it's like, if I can't, if I can't do an hour of silent meditation, then I just want to take it all, you know? You know, the greatest, we had um, someone had said, I know I want to go for a hike. I really want to go out there and I want to go out and I want to go by myself and I want to get out there and do the hike, right? And when, when this person was saying it, he was like, um, you know, I feel good. I can feel the energy. I'm like, I'm lighting up from it, right? And so I'm putting my shoes on and all of a sudden you start getting the thoughts of, well, what if the snake jumps out? Yeah. What happens if you fall and you're in the middle of the desert? Who's going to save you? What's, what are you going to do if you run out of water? Let's check the temperature and see if it's if it's too hot. Right. Is or, it too hot to go yeah. out? Right. And so you're right away. You're like, shit. I guess I don't want to go hiking. <laughs> right. Right. This is the easiest <laughs> way of it showing. But you know that first thought that was like, if you get out there, you're going to be real happy. You seem to have forgotten that one, right? Yeah. And so it's getting into the habit of. When that thought comes in, I guarantee two seconds after those other thoughts are going to pop in, that ego is going to pop in and say, no, 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 no. You don't want to do that. What you really want to do is just say, wait a second, stop. Ego. I do think I want to do that. I do want to go out and go for that hike, right? And the more that you talk to it and let it know that you're saying no, you know, and be kind to it, right? Because don't be mean because it's just going to get angrier. Kind to it, say, no, thanks, I'm good. I'm gonna go for the hike. And listen to it, right? And every time you do that, you're strengthening your intuition. Every time you do it, your ego knows it's gonna take a backseat to that intuition. That's interesting, but, but think of it vice versa also. Each time you pick ego over your intuition, it's gonna get stronger. And that's yeah. where people start to get, you know, they have, um, that's when you'll see people with a real lack of confidence, uh, self-esteem, self-efficacy. You know, they really question just themselves. Really yeah. yeah, they just rigid want in to their thinking. Here, yeah. I'm right. This is my life. You are right. Raise my as I You know what though? It's not really you. <laughs> life experiences. I'm gonna. Be, I don't know you, but you know, I would. My intuition is telling me that life experiences has had, it's a defense mechanism that you've, that you've uh, developed to protect yourself from being hurt. But that is not your heart and soul. I can see it. I concur. It, it's funny you guys say it because I am very guarded. I really am. I know that. But that's so. not who you are. It's really not. Just remember, ego always works in extremes. It's always gonna bring you to an extreme. So let me ask you. Me. <laughs> <laughs> My ego got it. 
So let me ask you, once you were assertive in your own mind to your ego and said, no, we're getting on this plane, did it quiet down a little well, yeah, bit after that? Yeah, because the ego knows we're always getting on the plane, But right? when you were assertive with it, it stopped. Right. By the time I That's got to the airport, the there That's wasn't like a what thought. Pascual it was, was saying. It was only as I'm going to the car, loading up the car, that my ego right. my and then I thought, you know what, we're you know, we have this conversation every yeah. single time I fly. Yeah. But you know we're getting on the plane. And by the time I got to the airport, I was fine. And that thought never came back. So yes. you're wishy-washy about it and the ego thinks that it could convince you that there's a chance. <laughs> you know, so you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> it's on the number. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> um, but it will it will continue. But that's why that's where that assertiveness yeah, comes just in. Stopped. And I had to really, I have to really, as I, as as James knows, I am like a a wannabe author. And I have fought with my ego about publishing these books, right? Me and this ego have gone the back because it has come up with every scenario why I should not right. pursue this. But the book is now published. Now it's the wow. audio book now, right? Awesome. So me and my ego for the past month have been fighting about recording this audio book. Yeah. And my ego's like, don't do it. Get somebody else to do it. But my intuition tells me if I do it, it will be phenomenal, right? But then the ego's like, oh, I don't know. So I've been fighting with myself. But finally, fight. Don't fight with the ego. Just quiet the ego. Be, okay, it be wants quiet. the battle. Does it want the battle? It wants to fight. It's That's extreme. what it does. So it wants you to fight it. It wants you. So the more you fight it, the more you're listening to it. Ah. It's like right? you can only remember, have an argument. You can't have an argument with one person. Right? So if you're fighting with it, you're engaging. You're perpetuating it. You're making it. You're actually... Uh, I should just tell Part it to be quiet. Fight. Thank you, but no thank you. I'm going to do this. I love thank you, right. but no thank you. Okay. I actually love, and you know, and this hits on, uh, goes on to something even kind of more expansive is once you, uh, if you, t if you choose to take that calculated risk, you know what I mean? Like your intuition is telling you, do it, it'll be great. And your ego is telling you every reason not to. And you actually make a conscious effort to tell your ego, thanks, but no thanks. And I'm going to go into this even with all the risks that you're warning me about, then you're taking ownership of and responsibility for your choices, which means you don't, you're not gonna feel like a victim. And so no matter what happens, whatever the consequences are, whether I know it'll succeed, but let's, you know, let's, but even, even, right. even if a worst case scenario happens, you go, well, I made the choice and I knew the risks. And so we're not now a victim to life right. and, and like circumstances. That. And we're taking ownership of that and which empowers us. And it makes the, if we, you know, if it doesn't work out, it's not so scary. Right. And then, you know, I think too, you find out too, once you actually do whatever it is that you're trying to talk yourself out of, once you actually do it, then you realize, oh, it wasn't, it wasn't, wasn't nearly as bad as I made it sound in my head. It right. never is. Right. And I've, and I've experienced that a lot, a lot. So now I just try to just go for it. So yeah, we're going to go for it. 
but me and the ego have been um, not battling, but we've been having conversations. Conversations. We've been having discussions, lively discussions about battling. Swords out, not gonna go anywhere good. (laughs) Gonna just keep going. Well, because it is part of us, and you gotta think you're just gonna put yourself. You're you're arguing and putting yourself in an internal conflict. So why would you do that to yourself, right? Because it is our human experience and it is, it's not our enemy. It is there to just make sure that we're safe and um, that we're protected. It's just like Pascual was saying, it's just an, an extreme. Yeah, and it, it, it's, it, I think Tracy hit like really the, the strong point behind it is, the first law of all life is free will, right? We have the right to choose what we want, what we want in life, right? Ego doesn't let us do that. Hmm. It makes a decision for us, right? We're not choosing it if the ego is telling us not to do it. That's true. And so we always remember that first law, right? You have the right to choose whatever it is you want to choose because those choices are what's helping you grow those challenges that help you become stronger, become more ingrained in life, right? And ultimately evolve. And as you learn, so does everyone else around you. We all learn from each other. And so, yes, you're going to record that that novel with your own voice. Well, hold on. We're all going to support it. I'm going to voice the character that I, that's based on me. So I'm just... Oh, good. She doesn't know that yet. <laughs> yeah, I, just got, I, actually, I love it. I just found that out. So I just, that's amazing. We can oh, yeah. well. That's stellar. Incredibly generous. Yeah. Um, with all of your knowledge and, and the healing and everything, I feel like um, you guys are my new best friends, and uh, we'll be back. Awesome. I'd love to have you back. Yeah. Thank, thank you so you much for everything. Now, before we go, Tracy, please give us the name of your um, clinic. It's Free Spirit Coaching and Psychological Services. Um, in Cave Creek, it's um, we also do virtual sessions and things. For We also have um, live online workshops where Pascual and I are doing a workshop series, Power of Spiritual Psychology. And actually our next one in September is strengthening your intuition. So um, the website is freespiritcoaching.org. And Pasquale, I collaborate with him. He has his own business, uh, The Peaceful Sage. And the website is thepeacefulsage.com. Perfect. And it's a beautiful facility. So if you have the chance to come down, I would suggest you do. (laughs) Thanks, everyone. All right. Once again, our anniversary show was with Dr. Tracy and Pasquale and Kelly. That was okay, that was one of the most I I don't want I want to say intense, but not in a bad way. But it was so calm, you know, when they when Pasquale was doing the I always say this wrong Reiki is that right Reiki 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 the Reiki uh, session with us healing. You know, he had us lay down. He put the weighted blankets and the crystals. And and anyone who's listened to us has known that you've been trying to get me to meditate for years. And I cannot quiet my mind for longer than five, ten minutes. We laid there for what, an hour? 
Yeah. And it, it didn't feel like it, I don't even know, a couple minutes. And I was, it was interesting because when I was laying there, first sensation I got was my, I was, my back was intensely hot. And I thought, well, God, you know, it's the blanket and all this. But then I got cold chills. And then at the end, I literally felt like I had melted into the floor. I had melded with the floor. That's how relaxed I was. It was yeah. incredible. And, and the part I thought was cool was now uh, we have a, we're going to try and post pictures of us, but you and I are laying head to head in this healing. And there's that big crystal, there's a big crystal between us. And so Pasquale's sitting on his knees between us, and he said that our energies were passing between each other. I thought that was very cool because, and then he said how that means that, you know, we've had past lives. That's the, you've had several people now tell us that we've been in past lives together. Yeah, he is not the only one. Right. I, I thought it was interesting how he hit on my Achilles, right? And yep. my knee, right? I just ruptured, not ruptured, I just, you know, tore a ligament, or is that what it is? A meniscus tear in my knee, in my right knee. And he caught that. And then um, my my left Achilles has been ruptured in the past. And he caught that. So I thought mind that Mind you, we didn't tell him about that. No, he didn't know. No, right. he didn't know. So he just said, you know, what's going on with your leg? And that's why I was like, well, which one? And he was like, well, on the left one, I get it low. Okay, that's my Achilles. He goes on the right one, it's up higher. That's my knee, right? So, I mean, it's just, it's great. It was just, it was fantastic. Like I said, if you're ever considering having a Reiki, you're not sure if it's real or not or whatever. From my experience, that was the first time I ever had one. I would recommend it to anyone. Although yeah. he said his was different because he did add crystals. And I don't know if, if that's probably not a norm in in the Reiki. You know, yeah, adding, it sounds like it's not. Yeah. Adding crystals sounded like it was kind of extra special. So I don't know if that's the norm, but he added crystals and it was fantastic. And we had a great time. We did the vortex tours. Um, we did a chakra vortex tour which I thought was great. It was nice because it was nice to do the Reiki and learn that all of our chakras were opened yep. and then go do this chakra vortex tour, right? right? So I thought that was very cool. Um, it was just pretty. I had no idea that Sedona was that beautiful. I just, I had no clue. You know, it's, it's funny. I, I had a picture in my head where it was kind of a quaint little desert town you know, kind of like cars, you know. Is that what cartoon, you were thinking? Yeah, cartoon cars, you know. But it, 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 in unless you see it, you really, you really can't believe how pretty it is and how beautiful it is. Well, and I thought, really I thought it was too. gonna be uh, one of those towns where it's one way in, one way out. Yeah. Right. Just you know, kind of like the <laughs> kind of like the mountain towns in Colorado, right? Just one way yeah. in, one way out. Yeah. And it wasn't like that at all. Sedona is actually a lot bigger than I had anticipated. Right. And it's and it's funny because how you're talking about one way in, one way out. Should we tell them about how we went into the twilight zone? With the roundabouts? Round, what is up with the roundabouts? We went through like 27 roundabouts, taking the second exit almost every time. 
it was funny because I really thought there was just going to be one roundabout. <laughs> I was anticipating Seriously. just one, maybe two, but it was one after the other. And once we got the hang of it, then it became like no big deal. But if, and it's funny, nobody, the whole time people have mentioned Sedona, nobody's ever said, oh yeah, it's a town of roundabouts. Yeah, 900 roundabouts. <laughs> So I just and I started getting funny. kind of scared to be honest, Kel, because we kept going and going, and it was always the second exit. And then at one point, remember the GPS wasn't matching the road signs and stuff. I was like, yeah. "Oh God, help!" But it was fun. It was fun. It was a great way to kick off um, season four. It was relaxing. It was rejuvenating. Our batteries are recharged. We're ready to go, and we have a ton of guests lined up for season four it is crazy we're gonna touch a we're gonna touch on a lot of crazy shit yeah and then real quick let's throw this out uh we've had a few guests now ask us you know where do you find your guests you know how do you guys plan your show and i always say man the the show plans itself you know, it really does. The guests find us. What, so we go down there to take this tour and we meet Frank, one of the coolest dudes I have ever met. He drops so much information about frequencies and chakras and vortexes and crystals. And it's funny because when he was talking to us, I was thinking, and it's funny because I didn't want to be rude and text you, but I was thinking, we got to have this guy on the show. So he's going to be one of our guests too towards the end of the next season. But wait for him, you guys, because he's going to blow your mind. Yeah, he he had a lot of information. He had a lot of knowledge, and he had a spiritual epiphany, which has brought him to where he is today. And you and you can tell when you talk to him. Yeah, you can tell he's got a lot of knowledge. So I really enjoyed talking with him, and I think he would be another great guest because all that falls into all the crazy shit. So James, you know, we've got a fantastic season lined up. This is only number one. There are 12 more to go people. So hang out with us for the next 12 weeks. We're going to try to blow your minds. Every week too. Every week we're going to blow your minds. And if not, come back next week and we'll try again. All right. You can always check us out. We have a website, www.thatsomecrazyshit.com. You can drop us a note. James has a blog. You can listen to past episodes. And that's all for now. Until next week, James. Hey, keep your minds open, people.